You're listening to Opinions of Beer. I prefer mead. You sent me to hell, Jason. I really just want to make everybody jealous. Hi. I'm a person. Earth. Listen, what are we talking about? I reckon it sounds like Opinions in Beer. You can do it. Dingo? Oh, I'm good. You're the smartest dumb guys I've ever met. They're in, they're a Texas brewery. Oh, they're in Houston. Yeah, they're in Houston. I think they were near there. I think they were pretty close to where we um, interviewed Boba Flex. Oh, really? So they were kind of right down the road, or yeah, they were like yeah. down the road. We could have went and seen them, but instead, <laughs> hello, this is Opinions and Beer. We're your hosts, Adam, Amen, and we've got Ed Ray along for the ride with us. Yo. Hey, how are you doing today? I'm sure you're doing yeah, whatever. <laughs> we got a uh, we got a fun episode talking video games, throwing it back. I know one of our first uh, one of our video first games. Well, one of our first episodes ever was about video games, and we'd like to uh, bring it all back and talk about games and things like that. And so, so that's what today's episode is about. But first, let's get to the beer of the day, or should I say, beers. Of the day. That's right. We got two beers to try today. Uh, both are from the Hellfighter series. We wanted to do both of these on this podcast because they are the same okay. exact beer, except one is aged in bourbon barrel. So, um, real quick to touch on what you're saying, though, like when you're saying like the first episode, are you talking about like when you were talking about? Your theory for like a, a Western style, yes, uh, battle royale or whatever, yes, and then how we kind of went into like Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, we talked stuff. about Red Dead and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that was what the first episode. Yeah, probably the first. Well, episode. either that or the second. I can't yeah, yeah, remember. Sam seventy six Western games. Because yeah, because we broke it up a little bit. I think I don't yeah. know, but um, yeah, I'm really excited for both of these. I think this is really cool because <coughs> of the fact that it's. Like you were telling me a second ago, it's two it, two beers that are essentially crafted the same way. Oh no no no! Excuse me, it they're two beers that are like the same exact contents, but they're crafted two separate ways. Exactly. And we're gonna essentially base what the difference is between the two from that. So exactly. I don't. I'm worried about the placebo <laughs> effect, knowing that one is one that it might be different, but. Fuck it, let's go. Yeah, so the first beer we're doing is the original, the original Hellfighter. It is an Imperial Porter Ale, brewed by the Carbach Brewing Company. It is 11.8% in alcohol by volume. Woo! Did you say 11.8? Yeah, 11.8% alcohol by Ooh, volume. That's gonna be that's going to be insane. That's both. They're both. Both of these are the same yeah. alcohol content and everything. Just one is an Imperial Porter Ale, and that's what we're going to try first. So you don't get flakes of the the bourbon, not in this the, one, the bourbon barrel. I'm just saying, like, so there's no additional alcohol content provided from that whatsoever. It's just a type of flavoring, essentially. Yes, this one is uh, has aromas of chocolate and coffee. They give way to a rich malty sweetness. Okay, yeah. that's actually pretty cool. So uh, let me see real quick. Yes. Ed Ray, if you were to drink a beer, do these sound good? Chocolate and coffee. Probably. Who knows? Chocolate and coffee beer. Malty sweetness. Yeah. Best enjoyed with hearty foods. 
decadent desserts or the finest okay not your shit not your backwoods shit cigars the finest cigars they want you to know <laughs> that you need the finest cigars ready to drink now this fine brew will also benefit from years of cellaring under proper conditions well that's what the uh, bourbon one says does the other one say the same thing um does it yes, say it does. It's, it does. Uh, it's also see one of these one of these bottles is a liar then why cuz one is not brewed with the benefit from years of cellaring under proper conditions correct well it will benefit okay it will, it'll benefit from being made well, by the same people well, that a, also no, no, but aging, brew no but aging beer that was brewed in bourbon barrel aged okay aged bourbon barrels where they're saying that these are good beers to age because yeah. that's actually a big thing right now in the uh, craft beer community. They'll go buy a beer and they'll like they'll age it like wine. Okay, so um, to get into uh, the gamer nerd topic uh, a little bit, yeah. just for this beer part, uh, there's a game that's pretty popular right now called Stardew Valley. It's essentially like uh, an independent person went and made it himself, and it's like Harvest Moon. Uh, for uh, Nintendo, mm-hmm. except that he made it all himself and kind of put his own spin game? on things. Yeah, it was uh, available at GameStop for twenty dollars. I can't even get Man, the game. It's yet. even cheaper now. They have it on mobile, etc. I'm gonna give a little shout out because it's a phenomenal game. As soon as I started playing it, it ate like a month of my life. Like fucking, yeah. it's insane. Ed Ray's been wanting to play that game. Yeah, it's great. It's great. You'll lose a lot of time. But the reason why I bring this up is one of the things that they that is accurate to life in that game is you can get barrels and you can essentially put beers that you're crafting. All right, granted, you know it's usually like I think IPAs that they put in there, but so that's not accurate. But <coughs> but you can put beers into the barrels, and the longer in the game that you let them sit in the barrels like the higher rating they have and then you can sell them later like i think there's like a, a, a silver star or like a purple star well, that's crazy and then a gold star and the highest is like purple star and you know if you let it sit there for like a month or or so in game that it becomes uh the best so we're gonna see if stardew valley and all of this is just a, a construct built by the gaming community to make us think that the bourbon barrel aging is a better process or not. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Let's let's go ahead. We're going to try the original. Okay. Fuck. I don't know about you, but that immediately was a shot from... It's like, there's no way it's under seven. Like, as soon as I tasted it, I was like, holy shit, that is up there. Ladies and gentlemen, by the end of this uh, podcast, Eamon is going to be shit-faced. No. Yeah, and it's 11, 11.8%. 11.8%. Yeah, so uh, if I what? Oh, dude. Hold on. I got I got to keep drinking this. This is really good. And you know the... um, I've drank in nine, 9s and 10s that have, ha- that have had more alcohol taste in them than this. Yeah. You can, there's definitely like a slight burn to this one. A little bit of burn, but definitely. Are you saying around the end? Yeah, yeah. But the uh, you taste more of the. I'm getting more of the chocolate on this one than the coffee. Yeah, yeah. I 
I'm not gonna lie, man. I think it's uh, a really, really good mixture between the two. Like, it, it. I am getting coffee hints, but it's not something that's overpowering. And a lot of beers. We've tried a lot of coffee beers, so I think this is like key, dude. Is like, it's not an overpowering flavor. Yeah. But it's not so little that it's non-existent. So they the they did it. Like they found the perfect mixture between fucking chocolate and coffee. And um I'm tasting I'm tasting malty sweetness. I wish I had the finest of cigars. Thank you, Carbot, because you know last time I reviewed one of your beers, I gave it a one. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, like what I mean, but But that was that was more of a I, I'm just not a fan of Bloody Marys is what it boils down to. <laughs> I've I've discovered. Oh, was that that was the fiery one? Yeah, I remember. I, I tried it off the air, and uh, yeah, no, I, I would have at max given it like a five. Yeah, and that was trying to be super open minded. <laughs> but yeah, this one is good. This one's pretty good. Um, so how should we do this? Should we chat about games and then uh, open up the uh, bourbon barrel mid ep? Yeah, that's a fucking a great idea. Okay. So, I mean, I, w- I really want to... I don't know, dude. I can't... Like, I can't honestly review this beer because most beers we taste, there's something that happens that immediately makes me be like, this is why this sucks. <laughs> like, I, I have that, and I don't have that with this beer. Like, this is... I think uh, the lowest score I can give it is like a nine, dude. Like yeah. this is really, really good. Um, I don't know. I know I say that about a lot, but like, if you compare this to like what was one of the most recent ones we did, like the sombrero clown shoes. Yeah, yeah, sombrero. Uh, yeah, no. I don't know what I rated that beer whenever <laughs> we rated it, but I'm gonna retroactively go back and give it a fucking like one. <laughs> Because that was that was a horrible beer. Chocolate stout. Yeah, and like if you compare it to like other beers, you said this is a porter. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I mean, you can't. It's imperial, not. Like it's the an same imperial thing, porter. But, yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, who are we talking to that was saying that it's just because uh, old Russian people thought that it was good and that's why? oh old Russian imperial oh yeah okay yeah 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 well those old Russians. They've got it right. Like this is <laughs> this is a good one for sure. Speaking of a uh, Hellfighter, uh, anybody excited for the upcoming release of Mortal Kombat? The new oh, Mortal Kombat. Oh shit! Mortal Kombat Eleven. Yeah, Mortal uh, Kombat Eleven. Well, we we've been talking a while. Why don't we get Ed Ray's yeah. take on this? I've never played uh, Mortal Kombat Ten, so I can't tell you anything about it. Well, uh, you, you see that uh, Ronda Rousey is going to be uh, in Mortal Kombat Eleven. As who? Sonya Blade. As Sonya Blade. Oh, that explains why she wore that outfit at a wrestling show at one point. Did she? she yeah. Wore, oh, she wore the Sonya Blade outfit? Yeah, she did. That's really cool cross-promotion. Hell yeah. Is she wrestling now? Is that what's... Well, she's taking time off, technically, but uh, she was wrestling up until WrestleMania, but let's stay relevant. Okay. Um, I mean, that's kind of relevant, though, because I know that... Uh, from a little bit of the Mortal Kombat 11 stuff that I have I get seen, a cup? yeah, yeah, for a, for a new one, yeah, we got plenty of cups. We got to use them. So, um, honestly, 
the little bit that I've seen in the online community that have talked about Mortal Kombat 11 were A, criticizing... Okay, I, I'm not going to say A is criticizing. B was criticizing that Ronda Rousey was Sonya. They said that she she didn't really fit it or whatever, but you're gonna have you're gonna have guys like you're gonna have these gamer nerds that are always upset about any female character replacement or whatever that isn't ideal to their archetype or whatever. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That was point B of Mortal Kombat eleven, is what people were saying. Point A was where the fuck is Spawn? Uh, right? Where is Spawn? Where is he? Where is he? But you, but uh, you, you see, uh, other... they've already they've already announced DLC though. Yeah, new mi- micro tra- micro transactions. Yeah, like, how, you know how do why? you feel about you, that? You didn't you didn't see the um the big the big new thing with the new one, with the new Mortal Kombat 11, uh-uh. or it's not I don't know if it's new or not, but the whole thing is um is going to be costume selection and changing your outfit and stuff. Oh, okay. So you're going to be essentially like Fortnite. Okay, you can. Get a new costume pretty much through any means. But you can like change your pants. You can change your shirt. Okay, so they're gonna make they're gonna put all the stuff that you want or that's cool behind a microtransaction. They, uh, maybe, like yeah. extra stuff. But I think the main point, the main thing in the game is gonna be able. You're gonna be able to swap your clothing out and stuff like that. So um, I don't I don't know if you guys know, but I I got the collector's edition with the K of uh, Mortal Kombat 10. Mortal Kombat X. Oh yeah. So I ha- actually have a uh, a really big badass statue of uh, Scorpion that came along with it. It's kind of like a Warner Brothers style. Um, and I'm gonna say like the biggest problem I had with that game was the fact that I spent probably a hundred dollars on it because they put so much different uh, like like costumes and outfits and transactions to make you. One, pre-order it, and then two, like, get all these different costumes. Did you, uh, what you, I put the, what uh, are you looking for? the beer opener. Uh, oh, yeah, right. It's magnetic. Okay. It's like, oh, God. And a Han Solo and Carbonite beer opener. We're opening the bourbon. It's literally the Hellfighter Imperial Porter L aged in bourbon barrels. Yeah. Have you finished yours already? Yeah. I know it's so good, huh? I'm, I'm sipping it. I'm taking my time. Well, you can already kind of see. Look, I'm glad I haven't finished mine yet because you can tell already that this one is darker. Like if you look at the foam here, yeah, like, it's actually be stronger. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know that, but that's that's pretty cool. Let's hope Eamon don't pass out at the end of this podcast. <laughs> so, Ed Ray, which uh, did you play any uh, Mortal Kombat's in the past? Well, I played the original. I played uh, Mortal Kombat Two, Mortal Kombat oh Three, Mortal Kombat God. Four. Maybe Mortal Kombat uh, sometime on the PlayStation 3. You gotta get closer to your mic. Sorry. He was pretty good, but yeah. Well, anyway, uh, Mortal Kombat. uh, I played the original, the second, the third, the fourth, maybe the fifth. I don't know. I mean, I've just played the classic parts of Mortal Kombat. I mean, I'm not too familiar with the uh, modern day things. And the thing with Mortal Kombat is every time a new game is out... They have to change cast because all the cast members from the original have aged, so you have to have younger people to uh, carry out the fighting techniques of the game. Yeah, it is interesting that they don't just kind of reuse assets and whatnot. 
I feel like the creative process they make through both of them is they they tend to what like use mocap for almost like motion capture technology for yeah. almost all of it. I think so. Yeah, it's interesting that they do that. Yeah, it went like from uh, to, like repurpose. Uh, it's not a bad thing. It just seems like it's much more costly, you know. Yeah, went from cutting people's heads into games to uh, doing it. In re- yeah, doing it in real life. Yeah, yeah they gotta classic arcade stuff. <laughs> they gotta every time what they do a new fatality, they gotta son? get uh, a new slew of fucking <laughs> slaves or something. What's y'all's number oh one uh, Mortal Kombat game? Um. That's that's a really good. I'm a strange one. I bet you. I bet you the one that I pick is what everyone hates. Um, what are you gonna say? The the one that everyone hates is either, uh, Deception, or what was the one before Deception? It's it's gonna be one of those. Okay, because there was one where the one where Shang Tsung and Quan Chi team up. Okay, I don't know anything about the uh, storyline. Okay, I liked I liked whichever game introduced the fact that you could have a sword. And stab it through someone, and they could bleed to death. Well, that might be four then, because the one on Super on uh, Nintendo sixty four, and the one on you, like you can, everyone had a weapon. Yeah, in four. Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and Mortal Kombat four was that was the first one that uh, introduced weapons. You could you could you could jab somebody with. Uh huh. Yep. I'm telling you, man. It was it was. Groundbreaking. Well, maybe it was Armageddon. That, maybe that was the one was where. Armageddon then? Well, that Mortal Kombat four. Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, here, I'm, I'm telling. Mortal Kombat four had introduced the weapons, and then you could all. They also introduced like uh, different types of stage fatalities, like interactive ones. Okay. Like you could grab somebody and throw them into a fan on the side of the stage because it was 3D. That was the first one that was 3D, and if they fell into the fan, even if they only had like one hit on them like it was like an instant fatality yeah so it was pretty cool that they did that i think they kind of took some of that away though i i can't remember what the one between uh uh between deception and four was though there was four no armageddon was the last one for like the xbox consoles you you know what i'm talking about yeah like the last generation was it on playstation was it's probably on PlayStation 2 as well. They had three games. No, four games. I'm sorry. But three main Mortal Kombat entries in the timeline on like uh, that console. It was the one where they killed Liu Kang. They right. kill, at the beginning of the game, like the trailer is they kill Liu Kang, Shang Tsung, and Quan Chi do. And then after that, in the next one, Deception... Uh, oh, Deadly Alliance. That was it. That's what it is. Mortal Kombat Deadly I might, Alliance. I might actually like Deadly Alliance. Is the one that I think you're thinking of because they not only had like all had individual weapons, but they had different fighting styles. That yes, you could switch that one, through that one, and it was really cool because, I mean, as a fan of like martial arts and stuff, it was cool to see things like in action, like in the game, because. In the earlier games, you just, you know, they're sitting there punching and kicking, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm sure they're doing martial arts, but, you know, you didn't really know. Yeah. This, it was cool because it, and I, I think that it doesn't get enough credit for that, because a lot of people say that that's like, yeah, like, that that's worst. like the worst. I know, but, but that's just the game that got me even uh, looking at uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Um, so they, they had those two, 
like uh, Deadly Alliance, Deception was the one where you you followed a character and there was like an adventure mode where yes. you essentially absorbed like everybody's skills. And it was one of the first that actually went through like the whole story of Mortal Kombat because it gave like it gave every single realm or whatever a shot. You went to every single realm and absorbed some story information stuff from all of them, okay? And then uh, your character fights the dragon uh, Onaga at the end, I want to say is his name. Um, the next one, Armageddon, put in every fucking character that they had. And that one was cool, but they their whole thing was that they were going to kill off all of the characters at the end of Armageddon. Did they but, do it? Yeah, they did. They killed and everyone off? They killed everyone off, and then... Um, essentially everybody had to wait a whole new console generation until they brought back uh, Mortal Kombat, which was Mortal Kombat 9. And they did a really good job with that. That was the first one, I think, that was solely owned by like Warner Bros. and Neversoft instead of Earthrealm Studios or whatever. Okay. And uh, it was cool because they, they brought it back and then they told the stories of the original Mortal Kombat. It went through the first three uh, Mortal Kombat games, which is fucking awesome. Like, if, for a Mortal Kombat fan, we had never seen that in-depth, like, cinematography in the storyline and yeah. whatnot. Because, you know, it, the old ones... My favorite was 2, by the way. My favorite was Mortal Kombat 2, where you essentially just fought a list of fighters, and that was fucking it. Like, your story you got, like, at the end of the arcade mode, which I don't know if anyone has ever uh, lived enough to have beaten an arcade mode Mortal Kombat, but, like, we know, because we grew up, like, in that era, like, in the 90s or whatever, the, the younger generations, they have no fucking clue that, like, you were essentially playing, like, Dark Souls in an arcade. It's like with with a joystick and yes. three three to six buttons, but it was because these games were meant they were developed to fucking eat quarters, and whoo it was it was intense man like, <laughs> but the difference between storylines is the reason why I brought that up. Yeah, Edward, did you ever uh, beat Mortal Kombat two in the arcade? No, that was a pretty damn tough uh, arcade game. It was tougher than the first Mortal Kombat. Have you how far how far have you gotten on any Mortal Kombat arcade? I think Mortal Kombat two. I think I got two thirds the way finished. So if you wanted to beat those arcades, there it was possible, but you would have to beat it in a super fucking cheesing manner. Like you'd have to know the frame rate of where to jump and then do like an uppercut, like on like. <laughs> Shao Kahn or, or Goro. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, man. Uh, I remember that luckily, like, we had that place, what, Mazios that we would Yeah, Mazios. Like, and they had they had Mortal Kombat set up along with uh, a couple of other games. Mazios? No, what was, the, uh, what was the pizza place with the arcade alley? Ed Ray? Oh, it was uh, Mazios Pizza back in the 90s. You know, you had Pac-Man, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mortal Kombat... Street Fighter, the list goes on. Did it, didn't Peter Piper have um, arcade? Oh, they had some arcades. They also had skee ball over there. 
Yeah, see, Mazio, Mazio's literally just had an arcade room. Like, okay. it wasn't like they they were built around that system. Mazio's, I don't even think Mazio's was really meant to be like a kid place. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I just know I just know that we spent a bunch of tokens. All Mazio's pizza tokens. parlors had arcades back in the day. It, was, it wasn't just uh, Chuck E. Cheese or CeCe's Pizza. Pretty much every pizza parlor back in the day had arcades. I mean, that's And that was the- because... It was to help motivate the kids after they ate their pizza to go play while the adults talked. Yeah, yeah, it gave them something to do. Uh, now every arcade... It's a, it's a shame that we don't still have that, you know? Like, some places do, kind of, to an extent, but it's not as common of a, a, a conceptual idea than it used to be. That's what happens when technology evolves, you know? When console gamings get better in graphics and storylines, you don't really need the arcade. you got a console and you got some games you got online games that'll keep you from wanting to go to the arcades i mean that's a brilliant evolution from the gaming industry yeah yeah i mean you're totally right um also uh i don't know parenting is different as well i believe that like now if you leave your child in like a totally different room in a place where you go to eat uh it may be frowned upon (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, can, can you think of, like, how many, like, weirdos are probably, you know, would hang around arcades nowadays? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know they probably said that about most weirdos that were at the arcades back then. <laughs> Look but... at that weirdo <laughs> playing with little Alex. Yeah, exactly. There's <laughs> <laughs> no telling, but uh, I don't know, man. I always thought that it was cool because it didn't matter the age of anyone that was playing. Like, if you knew what you were doing, like... You could beat the shit out of an adult, like in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Like it was, it was really cool to have that atmosphere where, like, there would be like a line of people waiting to join in and like and sit there and fight each other. Especially if someone saw that someone was doing really good yeah. and like beating everybody else, everyone would be like, "Shit, I'll give that a shot. I'm gonna fight that guy right there. I'll take him out." <laughs> and then like. Little do you know, like a little a little kid would come up and then beat him. Yeah, exactly. By like just doing a low kick or something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you low, low kick has been the yeah. the op. It's been the great equalizer of video games. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're about to get a we're about to move on to the to our list. We're gonna talk about all fighting games. I'm gonna get into this uh, list that Game Informer put out. Their top thirty fighting games. We're gonna talk about what they left out. What we thought. What we think should be the top ten and things like that. But first, let's go ahead and get with this. The Hellfighter series. The Hellfighter Imperial Porter L. Brewed in bourbon barrels. Uh, it is 11.8% in alcohol as well. As the previous beer that we reviewed in this episode. Off the top, the smell. You can already tell it's different. The smell is straight up bourbon barrel. Like the, the smell is already strong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna sniff the it smell, in the mic. That way, y'all get it. The smell is already stronger than the uh, okay, previous um, beer. So that was me sniffing the first one. It is faint. I can't. I have a bad sense of smell, so I can't really smell that one at all. Yeah. But this other one, wow. Yeah. Does that have? That has a whiffer. <laughs> it's, it smells like a, it smells like whiskey. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like some Jameson. I don't know though. It smells pleasant. Yeah. Like, how many beers do you taste or smell that, like, don't smell like they're, like, you know, slightly rotten or something? <laughs> like, this smells like like I could pour it on my fucking floor and just 
let it soak in the wood you know like that way it would just smell like this i wish my whole house smelled like this but we're gonna try but this. then again maybe yeah maybe we drink a lot of beer try so. this beer so um do you want to go first or do you want me to because that is a very interesting concept the fact that these two beers taste so different, but yet the only difference is that they were, one was brewed in a barrel and one was, okay. I'm going to have to say, see, I didn't think that this was going to happen because all of the, all of the beers that we've tasted in the past that were brewed in barrels tasted really good. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't get what I'm saying from this, um, I'm not going to lie. Maybe uh, maybe some bourbon barrels just aren't what they're supposed to be or some shit. Because that is that has absorbed so much of the bourbon flavor Yes, that, honestly, the first beer, like, it's taking away from the magnificent flavor of the first beer. Like, I can already tell you that this second beer, which... I said was the minute the first one I said was a at the very lowest I would give it a nine. Yeah. The lowest. This one I can already tell that it's not higher than a seven. Like yeah. in all honesty. And I think that that's just because So you do you think that um just think about all the beers brewed in barrels, if they if they might actually taste way better had they not been brewed in that barrel. Or you think it's just Maybe, I don't know. Well, give give a little bit because, more of your opinion on the beer. Well, because obviously the first beer, you get more of the uh, the coffee and chocolate notes. You get more of a beer palette. This one, you get more of a uh, like a liquor or licorice palette. Uh, and you're not getting the porter uh, flavor that you feel like you should be getting. You're getting way more of a, um, I guess, more of a stouty flavor. And that's only because mostly it's mostly stouts that are brewed in bourbon barrels uh which is which is fine the whole thing about porters though is that you're supposed to be able to taste the coffee notes the porters are supposed to be brewed with coffee stouts are just dark l's you know they're just extremely dark l's um and so it's okay for those to taste bourbony or any like whatever because they don't they don't they're not supposed to have a distinct taste yeah and uh and because of that it definitely the 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 bourbon being so strong uh, definitely lowers the rating on the second beer than it does the uh, <laughs> first Whoa, I'm, I'm not going to lie, though. It just kind of hit me sitting here like I'm definitely already getting drunk from that. <laughs> like, it is, it's strong. Um, that's, yeah, like, I, I pretty much agree with what you said wholly. Like... I think that it's very interesting to see the difference between these two things, and I think it's it's crazy because, uh, like I said, I, I mean, I always thought that like the the bourbon barrel aged stuff was something to be appreciated. I mean, sometimes I mean it goes for like some some of these like Goose Island man, like a bottle goes for like fifty bucks. Really, Goose Island bourbon barrel, seeing fifty bucks. Um. I think it's an interesting concept because when we we're kind of going back to two different things we talked about whenever we first started doing this, like the first episode that we did this podcast, 
and that we were talking about some of the trends that were going on uh, in like the whole craft beer community. And one of the things that you had mentioned back then is that a lot of them were trying to go to like what this like bourbon barreling and stuff like that to age their stuff and to give it a different flavor, etc. And I'm glad that we're able to have our opinions in this conversation because like I I agree with what you said. I I really think that some of the beers that they're putting into the barrel to try and you know give it that extra oomph yeah. may just be better by themselves. Like exactly. I mean, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm so I'm I'm almost speechless from the difference of these two beers. I know. Like uh, for for a while, I was like, oh, maybe we maybe they're not even we may not even be able to decipher between the two. You yeah. know, like that was my they're thought. So but it's like, different. whoa, they are way different. And that's just because one was put into a barrel. Uh, I guess. So so what's the his what is the bourbon barrel theory like? Is it barrels that they age bourbon in as well no yeah or, yeah that's the whole thing it was it was basically or uh, do they just soak these barrels no no, no 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 it's barrels that once made bourbon and then they they put they age the beer in those barrels yeah i wonder if um i mean everybody is just trying bourbon barrels is, it, is there other beers like maybe they uh, try like the last one wasn't abyss wasn't bourbon barrel what was that it was like it was like cherry barrel or whatever well, that oh yeah, the cherry bark barrel. Cherry bark, yeah. Which um, that one was decent. That was good. Yeah, I, I was about to say I can't remember uh, how much I liked it. I know I liked the abyss though. I liked yeah. it. That was probably my fourth. That's probably my number four. So some are, some people are getting creative. Yeah. Not just bourbon barrel. Do you want to give? Uh, I'll give it a a seven. You'd say the so the bourbon barrel hellfighter. You'd give a seven. And uh, what, what the first we, one is probably a nine. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, I'm in agreement there. I might, I might on a scale of ten give this like a six point five, because uh, I mean I'm between there. Like it's not, it's not bad, but it's like you you really, I don't know, man. Like if you're going, if you want to taste a beer that tastes like bourbon, then you would give this a ten, like because it is definitely picking that up, and. A lot of times, these barrel-aged beers don't pick up any of the nodes of whatever barrel they've been in. Yeah. But they fucking, they were soaking these barrels. <laughs> like soaked. Like, I'm getting a lot of it, so. <laughs> so that's that. Um, moving on, obviously. We're moving on to the... Yeah, I'd say it's one, one, one overaged barrel out of... Uh, out of a misconception. We're going to judge the the list that we got here. Uh, first off, should we start with the top ten? and I'll, Maybe I'll start with the top ten and just go through some of the things that were in the uh, um, 30. And, uh, Ed Ray, we're going to get your... Um, we're going to get some of your takes on it first. You know, I, and Ed Ray, I believe that you actually have a top ten. So we're going to... Um, how about this? We're going to let Ed Ray give his top ten... And then we'll compare what he said to this list by Game Informer. Well, real, real quick, Ed Ray, can I ask you? Um, I know this is a little off topic, yeah. But I wanted, I wanted to see what do you think about like the difference between a beer being aged in uh, bourbon barrels and one that's not? 
How do you how do you view that as somebody that's kind of on the outside looking in? Well, it honestly depends on the quality. You want to elaborate or? Uh... Ah, let's just move on. Okay, cool. <laughs> Never mind. Axe that. <laughs> cut. Cut. <laughs> cut. Um, Ed Rice, so g- so give me your, your um, yeah. Give me your top top ten if you can. Well, I don't have a top ten, but I have a top five. In All mind. right, g- give me your top five. Let's see, Virtua Fighter, Tekken. Um, okay, in order. So give me a start. Right. At, start at five and go to one. All right, number five is Tekken. Number four is Virtua Fighter. Number three is Samurai Showdown. Number two is Mortal Kombat, and of course, number one is Street Fighter Two. What do you think about uh, his list? Um, I I only heard about three of them. I'm sorry. The beer is <laughs> strong. Um, Street Fighter Two being at the top of your list, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with that at all. Um, at the time frame that it it took place in, it definitely stood out. Um, and standing out at that point in time, when arcade fighters was such a huge deal, uh, I mean that it it shows. Uh, I think it's a testament that uh, that it is. That we're seeing fucking almost 30 years later now, um, it being like still sold at like $10 and people are still buying it in their, their game libraries. So, Fact. I agree there. What would you say was your number two? Mortal Kombat. Uh, the original Mortal Kombat or just in general Mortal Kombat? Um, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the original on a sense because it was the first very violent fighting game of the time. Yeah, yeah. It had blood, it had fatalities, and grant you that the gameplay was limited, the characters were interesting, and the gameplay was interesting. Yeah, it was really cool to see how um, other other companies tried to replicate that system afterwards. Because there were like somewhat violent like uh, fighters at the time, but like seeing all the ones after Mortal Kombat gained success, like is really cool. It was really cool to see all, all the different ones. Um, and it's, once again, a testament to show how great of a game series that that was. So what I want to do is I want to I go through the top five from Game Informer. And we'll talk about those for a little bit. And then we'll uh, travel down the list and, and talk about what they snubbed. What, game, what fighting game they snubbed and what they should have included. What was... Um what was the one from uh, uh, Final Fantasy characters? Not Dissidia, but the one that happened at the same time as Final Fantasy VII. The fighting Irgis that had... Uh, Irgis? Yeah, Irgis. E-H-R-G-E-I-Z. <laughs> Irgis. It had uh, it had Sephiroth. It had Cloud. I think it had uh, um, Tifa. And a couple of... It was set up almost like a Tekken game, but also like a Fatal... Fatal Fury from the the original PlayStation, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, where it was like a square room where your poly, you know, your polygon but 3D character could run around, interact with stuff, and then fight each other. <laughs> um, I guarantee that was snubbed. No, yeah, it probably was. So number five is Soul Calibur. Wait, wait, wait. So what is this? This is the entirety of. This is the entirety, but I'm, I'm going to start with the top five. Okay. We're going to judge your top five based on Allie's top five, essentially. And then I'll go through the list 
and we'll just see what's what's snubbed. Okay. You mean Ed Ray? Yeah, Ed Ray. Cut. So what happens when he gets drunk? He forgets Ed names. Ed Ray. <laughs> uh, number five is Soul Calibur. Number four is Mortal Kombat 2. Number three is Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Number two is Super Smash Bros. Melee. Ooh, what a good call. And number one is Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. No. 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 Street Fighter 2 is number one. Yeah. There's... No. Street Fighter 3, no. Absolutely (laughs) not. So explain... No. Explain your dissatisfaction. Wow. What the... Is that a troll? No, this is is legit. Is there different opinions? Like, do multiple people have different opinions? Because I'm just saying, like, I played the shit out of Street Street Fighter 3, Third Strike. I, Ed Ray, did you? I believe I did, and I thought it was a pretty boring game. No, you know it was good at the time that Street Fighter 3, Third Strike came out? It was a much better game. What? Like, fucking Tekken 2. And Tekken, Tekken 3. Like... I'm not saying that Tekken is better than Street Fighter, because Street Fighter 2 Ultimate uh, whatever tournament fucking edition was by far way better than the like those Tekkens, but Street Fighter 3, no. No, I totally disagree with them. There's no... Some fucking nerd, <laughs> some fucking nerd infiltrated this place and then was like, hey guys, um... I know, I know that everybody has all these different opinions on game, but you know what? You know what game I really liked? <laughs> Street Fighter Three. I really like Street Fighter Three: <laughs> Third Strike. Okay, that was. There's either two things. It's like somebody snuck it in, like they ever they gave them their top ten or whatever, and they're like, yeah, you know, just uh, work whatever in, you know, just make it interesting, right? Yeah, really spice it up. Um, and this guy was like. I'm going to put my favorite game at the top of this list, and no one else is going to have a say uh, in it. Or somebody was super fucking toasted at work that day, super toasted, and then just kind of did a randomizer on the no, list. No, no, no. And the, all, all these do have like a sh- like long-ass paragraphs, but I'm going to paraphrase. How do you improve on a worldwide phenomenon and genre, and genre breakthrough like Street Fighter 2? By implementing techniques, <laughs> the genre had burst into monstrous game. What? Uh, pitch perfect pacing, uh, parrying, the ability to parry, uh, <laughs> um, jaw dropping animations, a soundtrack bro- borrowed from a wealth of genres. Borrowed? Borrowed. From, from so then, not even an original soundtrack? No. What the fuck is this person thinking? <laughs> Like, look, I don't, I I mean, I don't mean to shit on this person's opinion, but like, for real, like in, in my list, I think that that would be at maybe number 50. Okay. Like number one, no way, no way. (laughs) 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 Street Fighter 2 better. Now, uh, Street Fighter 2, technically Street Fighter 2 is not even on the top five. It was, um, super, super Street Fighter. Yeah. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo well, made it uh, number three. Well, as much as I like that game, it's it pales in comparison to Street Fighter 2. Yeah, I mean, and I know this is probably an unpopular opinion, but I kind of agree with you. For the like, what they did with the the Turbo is whatever they made the the button inputs 
happened faster. They made the characters move faster. And so that way you could get you can do more input commands and stuff at a higher speed. So whenever it came to these tournaments, because Street Fighter 2 was so good that they started doing tournaments. Take that in. Street Fighter 2 <laughs> was so good. They started, they started doing, doing tournaments. tournaments over it. And then they had to they did have to upgrade Street Fighter 2 in order to process uh, all these nerds slamming on buttons at the same time. Okay, And I totally agree that it is an improvement on it, but it does. I don't think that Street Fighter 2 Ultra Turbo Tournament Edition is honestly better. Like, it does have more characters. It did expand upon it. But if Street Fighter 2 Ultimate Edition or whatever was... Say, if that was thrown out into the mix before Street Fighter 2, I don't think it would have done as well. I think that people wouldn't have gotten it. You know, I yeah. think there would have been too many options for characters. I think that the like the original Street Fighter Two was really able to sell um, uh, interactive gameplay like that. It got people buzzed about it. Exactly. Um, I mean, what do you what do you think about that? Like, I uh, I, I did. You know, I actually I bought the uh, that uh, Street Fighter uh, set. Where it's like every Street Fighter game. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I think I think third uh, Street Fighter 3, Third Strike is probably the least picked <laughs> of the... Uh, of those games? Of those games. And, and we've played... I've sat there and played all of them, and I, I don't think... I think that one's not that good. Is it because we're not... We're not professional gamers enough to play Street Fighter 3, Third Strike and on... I mean, is that what this is going off of? Like competitive gameplay? And, and this is a recent. Because I list mean, they they may have like something when it comes to competitive gameplay, but isn't there like a in terms of fun? Like no. Was Third Strike the last um, uh, arcade game for Street Fighter? No, no, because they they retroactively or not retroactively, but like even with the new consoles and stuff, like they're releasing arcades. We just don't see them around oh, here. Okay. Like there's there's a Street Fighter Five arcade that's uh that's out there. Oh, that's cool. There's a Street Fighter Four arcade that's out there. It's cool because you can see like they'll like have like a PlayStation or an Xbox just like lit up underneath, and they're <laughs> just running it off of that. So I mean, <laughs> it's it's that with the joystick controllers essentially locked onto it. Boy. <laughs> Man, that that fucking pissed us off. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, like, I'm gonna say this though. Street Fighter Three is worse than the original Street Fighter. I mean, as bad as the original Street Fighter was, there was there was potential in that series, and that was why Capcom took a chance with Street Fighter Two. Yeah. Street Fighter is literally just two people. Was it? One is that what? Yeah, I, I forget bu- about that. Street, like, the that first Street Fighter is like barely any it's good. It's like two characters. I think. Oh, is it, is it two characters? Yeah, Ryu and Ken, and of course the boss is Sagat, so that's something right there. Well, Sagat is a pain in the neck in that game. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and all you so, have is like two two moves, right? It's like punch and dodge. And uh, Hadouken every once in a while, yeah. Hey, so uh, what's what's better, Ed Ray, is uh, uh, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike or Street Fighter 2077? Do you know what that is? Mm, not aware, but I'm going to assume the latter. Okay, so Street Fighter like 2077 is a game that they made. 
that was an offshoot. It was back in the time frame where they could take these games like uh, like Zelda or whatever and then make a totally separate game but kind of using the same characters. Yeah. Okay, so in this game, it's much, much more in the future and it's a side-scroller with where you're playing as Ken and like this, I'm pretty sure like this space robot armor where he's going around and he's shooting everybody with guns and stuff. It's essentially just a side scroller, but they used Ken and said that it was in the Street Fighter world. It's not. <laughs> you know, it's obviously not. <laughs> but uh, I mean, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I would. I mean, I don't mean to shit on Street Fighter Three that <laughs> bad because it really is a good game. It's just nowhere near, like, it, it's it's nowhere near the top ten. Much to say, like number one. That's like no way in hell. So let's uh, let's go ahead and let's let's talk about this list. I'm gonna go through and start. I'm gonna name some of this stuff. Maybe we can make some comments here and there, and we'll see what's snubbed. Uh, number six, we have Marvel vs. Capcom Two: New Age of which, Heroes, which should be fucking number one. That should be, that should be number, number one. one. Marvel vs. Capcom 2, two should be number one. That's my that's just my, that's my opinion, but I guarantee almost every person listening that has played that game will say the same fucking have you, thing. Have you played we that? may not even have the Marvel Cinematic Universe had it not been for Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> well, I'm I'm nervous. Did you play it. Marvel vs. Capcom? I played the first. I don't know if I played the second, but I say the first was pretty entertaining. Yeah, the second one had close to close to a hundred characters. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, when you fought with teams of three, and you could link combos with the characters. That's that's legit. I don't I don't know what Cap. I have no clue what that person is thinking. <laughs> There's no way that Street Fighter Three is better than Marvel vs. Capcom Two. <laughs> Uh, number seven is Tekken Seven. Seven? Yeah, number seven is Tekken Seven. That's a very that's an odd pick out of the Tekken games. Like I would say, three should definitely be higher up there than it that. It says the latest entry in the storied three D fighting franchise is also the its best. <laughs> How is it? Okay, what what? I, I'm uh, sorry, but where are you? Where did you get this? Uh, it's Game Informer. Game Informer? Okay. One of the things you do have to remember is, like, some of these big gaming magazines by now, they're not really reporting as as they should. I guarantee 10 years ago, Game Informer did the same exact list, and it looked way fucking different. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Because this stuff, uh, well, this, it's, it's yeah, influenced this, this came out 2017. by... Yeah, like all of this stuff is influenced by <coughs> money. But 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 Tekken Seven had more dynamic and impactful camera and expanded rage system and a massive roster full of new and fan favorite characters. I did I did see uh, somebody's gameplay where they threw a they threw a pizza at somebody <laughs> in Tekken Seven. They oh. threw they threw a pizza and the pizza exploded on someone's face and that's how they won the match. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, number eight is Guilty Gear XRD. <laughs> so, like, Guilty Gear, that's the third installment, I believe. It's like Guilty Gear 3rd is I know. kind of how it's supposed to be said, I want to say. 2014 release. I never even played this one. Um, 
I didn't either. I played the second Guilty Gear, uh, which was fucking had just as crazy of a name as that. Like it, you can't say I say Guilty Gear Two. It was Guilty Gear Second Strike. Fuck your grandma or some shit. <laughs> like it's it's crazy what they call these games. But um, Guilty Gear XRD was essentially Guilty Gear. The, which was originally the Street Fighter Three style fighting. Mm-hmm. They took that and then made it kind of more three D uh, animations instead of like the second or, or like the two D. It's still a two. It's still the same format in like two D fighting, but they made the characters like three D. Uh, number nine is Samurai Showdown Two. Which came on arcade, Neo Geo Pocket Color, Neo Geo CD, uh, and then uh, later on um, the Wii, PS1, PS3, Xbox One, PS4. Samurai Showdown 2, and actually the first Samurai Showdown was in your top five list, huh, Ed Ray? Yeah, the original Samurai Showdown for arcade and uh, Sega Genesis. I remember playing it on both. Did you ever play the second one? No. Because I, I, I never really heard of it on television. Oh, so was this more maybe more of a Japan release? Well, it could have been because uh, I don't know why, but Samurai Showdown the original had an interesting story, had interesting characters, a great gameplay that was sort of similar to Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, but a little more family friendly. Okay. Yeah, uh, Samurai Showdown. Yeah, there wasn't like blood or anything like that. I mean, I think there was a little bit, but like not much. Um, one, they couldn't really show it that much because they didn't have the capabilities. Um, I I really liked it. I dug it. Uh, I think it's definitely one of the more underrated. It always has been, though. It's always been the most underrated fighting game. Well, there is one fighting game that is close to Mortal Kombat, and that was Primal Rage. And as good as Primal yeah. Rage was, the story wasn't so convincing. Oh, no. There was no... Like, okay... Uh, I'm not sure if Primal Rage is on that list. It's at all. not. Oh, okay. Well, all right. We'll start with the number one snubbed game from this list was Primal Rage, and hundred uh, percent. I mean, I played. I that shit played, was fun. At, like, I played it in the, the arcade palace was, and stuff like that. Like wherever. Uh, uh, you could you could eat little. Di- so what it is is it's like you're essentially fighting with dinosaurs, right? And they're like not just dinosaurs; they're like god tier dinosaurs, right? So they all have these little little cavemen that worship them while you're playing, and you can stomp on the cavemen or eat them. Um, yes. And uh, you, you, they use special moves and stuff, so you fight with these different dinosaurs and, like, this giant, uh, like, gorilla or whatever, this ice gorilla. It's essentially like the, like the Sub-Zero character. And, uh, and at the end, you could it was one of the ones that you could do fatalities, too. So... Um, yeah, exactly. That that was my jam, dude. That was awesome. So well, was all right, so let's sum up the comparisons. Samurai Showdown was a family-friendly version of Street Fighter, the arcade, Street Fighter 2, and Primal Rage was the uh, primal edition of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I'll agree there. Um, I, I almost think that Primal Rage... Uh, Though the, it was a little bit more bare bones in the gameplay, the interactivity with the stuff on screen, like being able to yeah. eat the little 
the little worshippers or whatever, didn't that, like, regain health, too? Yeah! Like... Like, like, why isn't this on the, the list? That's because... This is a, this is a top 30 list. That's because it's this person... That's because these people were born in the first fucking game they ever played was Street Fighter 3, Third <laughs> Impact. So they have a special <laughs> place in its heart. You know, like, fucking... I, I don't know. Like, I, I have no clue how this list... I'm glad that they're including some of the games that they're including, yeah. but... I don't know, man. Okay, uh, I'll never get over that number one slot. Number, I'm really, I, you shouldn't have even told me that because I. <laughs> number ten. Number ten is Super Street Fighter Four Arcade Edition. Super Street Fighter Four. Um, so I'll say this: the two, the two main games within the past probably uh, ten years, two main fighting games that have been able to pull my attention. And bring me back to the fighting game genre, uh, and make me really appreciate it. Um, were Mortal Kombat Nine, which kind of was like the reintroduction of Mortal Kombat, uh, in uh, I think it was just titled Mortal Kombat, by the way, uh, for like PlayStation Three or yeah, and um, Street Fighter Four, um, and then like all the upgrades for Street Fighter Four, which I think that's uh, talking about. So I honestly agree with that list because I spent, I didn't spend uh, as much time with Mortal Kombat Nine as I did with Street Fighter Four, but like I would go down to this, uh, there was this place down the road from where I live that had this little, it was like this gaming center or whatever where they had these different games that you could play and do trials with, yeah, and then if you liked the games you could buy them or whatever. Well. They had so many people when Street Fighter 4 came out, so many people were just fighting each other on Street Fighter 4 like in their demo thing that they just started being like, "Hey, maybe we'll just hold tournaments here for Street Fighter 4." <laughs> so they started doing that because like it caught on so well, and I can't I can't say that for like a lot of the other fi- fighting games that have come out. Yeah. I mean, I I do remember when Street Fighter 4 was pretty big uh uh, 2010 came out in 20. Where when did the when did five come out? It was way after 2010 because I feel like uh, Street yeah, Fighter four fi- five came out within the past three years. Oh yeah, Street Fighter four I definitely was uh and like no like not big. many people picked up five at all. It was really big. You could get like the arcade version for I want to say like ten dollars right now, and I, it was released within the past three years. I remember one of our uh, managers at one of the stores um, at uh, Walmart. Uh, was talking about how he would always do the Street Fighter 4 uh, tournament. Yeah, so if you think about that, that means that for how many years they Shouldn't they 4 then rode? be number... I bet you... Why isn't Super Street Fighter 4 not number 1? If they're going <laughs> to put Street Fighter 3... I know. I don't I don't know, man. That <laughs> Street, Street Fighter, Fighter 4 3? was way better than Street Fighter 3. Street but. Fighter 4 is number 10? At least it's in the top ten, but come on, guys. Uh, number eleven, we. Have- I mean, I will give them this. There was, there was like an elitist group of people. The three people that own Street Fighter Three Third Impact, they all really, really like that game. <laughs> the three people. That own- yeah, but but like. Like I never owned the game. I borrowed it from somebody. I borrowed it for like a month. Okay, so I didn't. I didn't like not have 
time to play it. I beat it. I unlocked all the endings for every character, like which meant you had to do a lot of stupid shit, like fucking fight Akuma and then Dark Akuma and then Dark Ryu. Like there was a lot of shit you had to do to unlock all the stuff. And I'm telling you, man, like it's not a game that you could bring. Like people would just come over to your house and they saw you playing. And then they'd be they'd be able to jump in, learn some stuff, and be able to fight it and enjoy it. It wasn't that game. Like there's some. I think whenever you're talking about fighting games, you need to have that type of interactivity, fucking near near the highest level. Like that's one of the things that I do like about the Mortal Kombat series. Mortal Kombat Nine was one of the ones where, and Street Fighter Four were one of the ones that. Anybody could walk up and pick up the pick up the controller and then get involved with it and be like, "Hey, you know, maybe I am a gamer. Like, this is really fun. You know, I like getting my ass kicked or I like low low kicking somebody until I win and then you know <laughs> to to dethrone this champion." <laughs> Street Fighter Three wasn't that. I'm sorry, I, I went on another. Fucking no, it's rant. fine. It's fine. Uh, number eleven, we have Capcom versus SNK Two. Uh, anyone know that? No. Yeah, I've I've played every single one of these. That games was uh, so that far. was arcade, Dreamcast, GameCube, Xbox, PS2. Yeah, it was uh, uh it was more of a. What's uh, SNK? SNK is a it's another fighting game like Final Fight. Oh, K Groove, K Groove? No, 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 no. They their main character was like Final Fight, which they actually uh released that character in Street Fighter Four. Okay. Or I want to say, like, as downloadable content, they put him in Street Fighter 4. It's like Terry, the guy that did, uh, uh, fought Geese Howard and whatnot. Which, that character, I want to say Tekken. The newest Tekken, I will give them this, is they brought a lot of different, uh, main characters from different fighting games over into it. Including, like, Geese Howard and, uh, Terry, I think. Yeah. Or wh- whatever those characters' names are. So um, that was that was good, but that yeah. was that was strictly like an arcade game, like that was good in the arcades. Okay, okay. Uh, number twelve, we have the King of Fighters two thousand two, unlimited match. It was arcade, Neo Geo, uh, Xbox, all the way to uh, I guess they had a PS four release even and a Switch. I know nothing about that game. Oh, you don't yeah, know about but... the King of Fighters two thousand two? No, I don't. Oh, it was released in two thousand five. Why is it called two? King of Fighters 2002. It was released in 2005. What a dumb name. Maybe I'm thinking of that. I might be. I might have misspoke. I think King of Fighters might be the one that had uh, Geese, of Howard, Geese Howard and everybody else. I honestly, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I don't King, know. King of Fighters is is uh, in the fighting community, regarded usually in the top five entries. Uh, it's usually usually between what what place is it on this list? Twelve. Okay. Uh, it's usually within the top ten, around the seven area. Yeah. Is usually what most people agree that uh, King of Fighters series is at. I don't have much experience with it. I think I've only played one of the King of Fighters, um, and you can't really go back and get some of these games anymore. It's it's hard to come across them. It's on PS4. It says. Well, the one that they're talking about? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guarantee that's not... Dude, like, 
Most of the modern modern games, like whenever it comes to like fighters and stuff, they don't hold up against the older versions. Like, there's no way. There's no way they were saying that this new King of Fighters that just came out no, is better no, than what it came out in 2005. The... Okay, 2005. But it, but they it was an arcade Neo. It says Neo Geo. <laughs> so I don't know. I I don't fucking know. Neo Geo uh, wasn't that like fucking. A 90s uh, like no, yeah. they re-released it. Yes, I don't know. Okay, maybe they they're talking about the whole series because I think the original okay. King of Fighter was like on the Neo Geo. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, number thirteen we have uh, Dark Stalkers three on arcade Saturn and PS one. No clue. You never okay. played Dark uh, Dark Stalkers three? Have Have you? Yes, you have. I don't even know. Look what at it. that character. That, that mummy character. I remember I, that mummy character. I don't know what Darkstalkers is. I never even heard of it. Okay, do you know what it is, Adam? Uh, barely. I know it's made by Capcom. Yeah. So, essentially, I'm glad I'm here for you guys for this, because I've played all of these games. Uh, Darkstalkers 3, essentially, is uh, the sequel to Darkstalkers 2, which I believe was uh, the best, I want to say. It may have been Darkstalkers 3 that was the best, but... Um, if you played Marvel vs. Capcom, then you'll recognize these characters. And that's what it is. Because a lot of these characters they introduced in Marvel vs. Capcom, okay. where they uh, were kind of like top-tier characters against some of the others. So, Darkstalkers 3 was essentially a more... Uh, I'm not going to lie, man. It was kind of like an adult version of like Marvel vs. Capcom. Because there was... Uh, more suggestive content. Okay. Like, the main characters are Morrigan and, uh, I want to say her sister. Who's, uh, does it show her? There's, like, a one with, like, green hair and then one with, like, pink hair. Uh, no, it doesn't show. Uh, uh no, it's not showing. It, her her ma- name may be, like, Lilith or something like that. But, um, it's, like, those characters and, um... Uh, it says horror-themed. Yeah. BB Hood? Yeah, so BB Hood is a little character that, uh, it's this really tiny character that would run out and then have a fucking machine gun. Okay. So, like, it was stuff like that. Like, there's a Frankenstein character that, like, grabbed you, uh, grabbed you with its butt. Oh my god. And then, like, like, squished you in between its butt cheeks and then threw you. Um, and then that, that weird mummy Egyptian character that you're looking at. Yeah. Um. It was definitely more like kind of supernatural themed, and yeah, well, it, says, uh, it says horror film, and focused more on like their special abilities oh, and that's, stuff like that. That's cool. Like Morgan could like make multiple copies of herself and then fight with those. It was it was it wasn't a bad game. Like the good thing about Marvel vs. Capcom, which I don't know if it was a prede- predecessor or they used these games to build on Marvel vs. Capcom. But there was a whole lot of offshoots, like Capcom versus SNK and stuff like that, that that all happened around the same time, where they were using the same style of engine for fighters, and that that file of that fighter engine is what's used in modern day games like Mugen. If you are listening to this podcast and you know anything about fighting games, like Mugen is where they take all these fighters. And the internet community essentially made their own game where they took all the fighters. They took, like, Carnage and 
fucking Superman or yes. uh, Dwayne, the dancing kid from that one video. And they put them all in this one fighter where they can fight them together. And they use that type of engine, like from Marvel vs. Capcom at that time. So you're, you're going to see a lot of games that are kind of similar. They probably shouldn't be as high as they are. But because yeah. they're all kind of uh, stealing the same formula, right? I would honestly just say just just put Marvel vs. Capcom up there, like Marvel vs. Capcom two up there, and then remove like a lot of that, the rest <laughs> of those uh, other ones, because uh, that's all. That's pretty much all. Basically, was just licensing disputes at the time, and then like once they got the licenses, then they could add a character to a game. And say maybe they don't have Marvel anymore, oh, so they had yeah. to do like Capcom versus SNK. Oh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There, because there's also a um, X Men versus uh, Capcom. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, where like it's because they weren't able to get all of the other. Mar- yeah, exactly. Number fourteen, we have uh, Virtua Virtua Fighter Five. Uh, number 15, we have Fatal Fury, Mark of the Wolves. Well, uh, wait a second. Ed Ray, you played uh, Virtual Fighter, right? Virtual Fighter 2 on the arcade. I forgot, maybe 15, 16 years ago. It was a pretty damn good fighting game. Yeah, Virtual Fighter, uh, is, that was Sega's uh, entry into the fighting game series. It was Sega's response, I think, to Street Fighter 2. Yeah, and... Uh, Honestly, most... Okay, at the time frame when it was released, you know, people were going, ah, Street Fighter's really good. Uh, the the top-tier people wanted to have a battle between Tekken, Virtual Fighter, and Street Fighter. Like, Street Fighter 3, I want to say. And, like, Virtual Fighter, a lot of times, can't, like, in the Japanese community... Like the ja- like Japanese community would usually vote for Virtua Fighter oh, over yeah. over Tekken and Street Fighter. So, well, yeah, I think uh, I think it always had like a um, well animation wise, it probably looked a lot like Tekken, but then it played like Street Fighter. Like honestly, whenever we're doing like in most lists, if you're averaging most lists that have these different games, Virtua Fighter, uh, I want to say two or three. Two, three, or four. Usually, I, I can't tell you from the top of my head, but that's usually in the top ten. So the fact that they have it way down here is, and it's a and it's a modern one or whatever is yeah. just kind of like literally. The, shown, well, it came out this this game informer came out this month, twenty nineteen. This month, wow. That, that's how modern it is. Wow. <laughs> uh, number. F- Number 15 is Fatal Fury, Mark of the Wolves. Now, you were talking about Fatal Fury. What, uh, Ed Ray, how many uh, Fatal Furies have you played? The original on uh, Sega Genesis, um, if I'm not mistaken. What, uh, what, what was the difference between Fatal Fury and the other fighting games? It was just... Uh, it's hard to uh, describe it, but it was just a pretty violent game that was on the Genesis, and it kicked ass. That's all I could say. Yeah, I want to say Fatal Fury focused less on, like, special moves and more on, like, character skill okay. with the actual fighter. So Number 16, uh, I never played this one, uh, but Dragon Ball Fighter Z. This is actually a newer game. It's only on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. 
release was 2018. Did y'all ever play the new uh, the Dragon Ball Fighter Z? No. Um, I haven't played Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I know a lot of people that have played it. Uh, supposedly, it's it's almost the same style as like Budokai. If you played okay. if you played those, um, and it's regarded pretty highly because I think it includes like a whole lot of characters. Like I want to say like all of them. <laughs> like, like so. If you can imagine, uh, and if you're a Dragon Ball fan, that's that's definitely a badass game. And if it's set up like Budokai, then yeah, because Budokai was uh, I don't I don't know if y'all remember Budokai, but that was a really it was when it came out that really was a really good, good fighting game. fighting game. Uh, number seventeen, we have Super Smash Brothers Ultimate released on the Switch. So they had melee. Melee was the second number two, and yeah. then uh, Ultimate is way down here. Seventeen. So I'll tell you what Ultimate uh, suffers from. Su- Ultimate suffers from the lack of like a an adventure mode or uh, like the the shitty thing about it is you can't be as interactive with multiple people as you were able to in some of the past ones. Like the new characters that they added were fuck, they're phenomenal. It's really fun, but it's almost like a like they took a, a game that's meant to be played with multiple people as a fighting game, mm-hmm. and like more often than not, like I feel like I'm playing it by myself, like <laughs> you know, um, and that's with a lot of people that own Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. You know, it's 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 almost like a one player edition to that genre, right? Yeah, first player edition. Uh, what what do you think, Ed Ray? I never played Ultimate, so I cannot really tell you what's going on. Have which you one, played what, the what's other? What's your ones? favorite uh, Super Smash? The original, obviously, from '99. Did you ever play the one on GameCube? Melee. Yeah, it was good, but it was not as entertaining as the original. Number 18, we have Street Fighter Alpha 3. Anyone like the uh, Alpha series of Street Fighter? Um, shit, I might, 1998 I might, release? I might have just been uh, confusing Street Fighter Alpha 3 for Street Fighter 3rd Impact or 3rd Strike or whatever. Because one is, Alpha 3 is actually totally three-dimensional, isn't it? Is that what it looks uh, like in the pictures? No. No? No. I think, um... I think Third Strike actually might have came out... Uh, Third Strike came out after Alpha 3. Let me see a picture. Third Strike came out after Alpha 3? Yeah, 2000. Let me see this. You looking at this? <laughs> okay. Yeah, they look way different, don't they? Yeah. You have it right now? Well, they don't look too terribly different. 1998 and then 2000. Okay, so this essentially Street Fighter 3 Third Strike was the... Um, was like the tournament, the super tournament edition of uh, Street Fighter Alpha 3. Street Fighter 3 Alpha? I thought Alpha was like the uh, 
I thought the Alpha series was kind of like that weird Japanese version. We had like that Japanese animation. What was the Alpha series, Ed Ray? I guess it was just a uh, a variation of what was going on with the Street Fighter series. <laughs> That's true. Um, I I think we should just move on because I don't I don't see a difference between. Three and Alpha Three, yeah, or like Third Strike <laughs> and Alpha Three. Number nineteen, we have Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom Three. Okay, I mean, I I don't think that's a bad pick. Um, I didn't find it as fun as Marvel versus Capcom Two, but I mean, that's that's because you can't really capture lightning in a bottle twice. They say, and, right? Um, so it ultimately, it wasn't going to be as good as. Uh, Marvel 2, but Marvel vs. Capcom 2. But with the Ultimate Edition, they added uh, more fighters that people wanted to play with, like Virgil uh, from the Devil May Cry series. So it was more uh, marketable. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, number 20, we have uh, Mortal Kombat 10? Yeah. 5? Yeah. 10? X, yeah, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, 10. Mortal Kombat X is uh, it wasn't a bad game. Like I said, it actually was a a good fighter, but I do feel like it was one of the uh, the problem with it was like you needed to know certain combos, and you couldn't. I could I had people come over and like if I challenged them to Mortal Kombat, they, it could, it wasn't like the old ones where you can just pick it up and then they might be able to uppercut and. And stuff like that, me to death. Like, it's like no. If you know the combos, like everyone, like no one can do anything. Like, I, 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 that's why I don't understand why they're focusing so much on this. Because whenever you get to the top tier uh, fighting tactics of some of these games, it's like it's not fun anymore. It's more people being way too serious about it. Yeah, and like. They're looking at individual frames and being able to juggle and whatnot. And if you, like, I could juggle someone for like nine tenths of a match. If I found one, like, one opening, you could sit there and juggle them and do like 90% of their health bar. Jesus. And then, like, if they fucked up again for a split second, you could do the same thing. And, you know, it's. It's cool in the sense that, like, if you're a good enough player, you can do that. But it's what I was preaching earlier, like, interactivity with other people. You're not going to bring as many people into your game if you don't focus on the right things. And that's why I feel like Mortal Kombat 10 died off pretty fast. Like, there was a lot of hype, kind of like how they're hyping up Mortal Kombat 11 right now. But within a month of playing Mortal Kombat 10, I found it really hard to get other people to play Mortal Kombat 10. Right. So I, you know, that's that's it. <coughs> Number 21. What is... we can we, what we can do for this episode though, which will be cool, is I'll go I'll go uh, bring out my scorpion statue. Yeah. And you can take that next to the Hellfighter. Okay. It's gonna be really. That'd cool. be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Number 21, we have Soul Calibur 6. Uh, I only played. I think I only played Soul Calibur four. That's the one Yoda or uh, the um, Jedi's. Uh, do they all have Jedi's now? Hmm. Okay, <laughs> now they don't all have Jedi's. Uh, that's Soul Calibur four. 
Ed Ray, Ed Ray, uh, which Soul Caliburs have you played? Because I know you had a Dreamcast, right? So yeah, you, but I never played it. the Soul Calibur series. Moving on. Really? Okay. <laughs> so Soul Calibur originated on the Dreamcast. The first one did. Uh, Soul Calibur 2 expanded to Nintendo, Xbox, and PlayStation. When they did, they started adding new characters. And console... Like, this was one of the very first instances of console exclusivity. Um, where Soul Calibur 2, like... For Nintendo, your character that you got was Link for Soul Calibur. That was really cool. For PlayStation, I believe you got Hihachi, the Tekken fighter. Yeah. Um, and then for Xbox, you got Spawn, which was fucking super cool. But from there, the the next one that was released, Street Fighter 3, they uh, they started doing kind of like that like like exclusive uh, characters for the games. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I can't remember which ones they they brought in for Street Fighter or Soul Calibur Three. Yeah. What they did bring in was new characters to the series, and they made it to where you could create your own fighter, etc. Soul Calibur Four. No, that's Soul Calibur Six. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Soul Calibur Four. I'm just gonna go through all of them real okay. quick. That way, if they come on the list, Soul Calibur Four was the one that had. Uh, Yoda and Darth Vader, and I think that if you pre-ordered it, maybe you got the uh, Apprentice. That's Is that what, what it, was? it was? Like Star Wars Force? So it was four that I played. Guy, yeah, and I think you could get both the light and dark version of him, yeah. which was that was a cool concept. Uh, granted, whenever every here's the thing: is every Soul Calibur fan at that point in time. Whenever, like, they introduced Star Wars characters, like, everyone was like, what? <laughs> what? That doesn't make sense. Why? But at the same time, everyone was like, fuck it, that's so cool. I know it doesn't make any sense in this game genre, but, like, being able to whip around as Yoda was so fun. You know? Yeah. Or Darth Vader was just so cool. <laughs> five. Okay. Five, they introduced... Um, Ezio, Ezio Auditore from the Assassin's Creed franchise was their kind of uh, calling card, and six was Geralt, uh, Geralt of Rivia from the Witcher series. Do you, you know what that is? Yeah, Witcher. Yeah, um, and that's what Soul Calibur six was. So, uh, oh, cool. Uh, I actually just played Soul Calibur six for the first time probably about two weeks ago, and it was pretty fun. It, they definitely took uh, they took different steps to make this game more like uh, like Mortal Kombat and stuff like that. Yeah. Like like I think they have like an X-ray style attack oh, now. Oh really? Yeah. It's um, but it's not like it's not a totally bad thing. Uh, but it is something but that, that does sound rippy offy though. Yeah, it does, and it is. Um, but they need to evolve in this coming like. Like, modern-day fighters now have certain things that characters expect. Like, they expect to have, like, a perfect-style counter or parry that you can use. Yeah. They expect that to take one bar of energy that you have. Like, that. this is things that, like, if you don't have in your fighter, people aren't going to be interested in it anymore. Um, the problem with that is, is if you're introducing it into a game that doesn't normally have those mechanics, yeah. it can totally break the system. 
Like, I, I was um, fighting against my friend's son the other day, and essentially what happened is he was able to kind of use the system to go into this cutscene every, like, three seconds. Oh, God. Like, every three seconds where there was, like, a button input thing. Yeah. And if you don't know the correct buttons to input, then it takes off a huge chunk of health. And he could just constantly keep doing this to where you couldn't counter it. Like, so, I mean, take away from it what you will. I yeah. thought I thought that it was a good entry. It, I def, we definitely had a lot of fun playing it, um, but there were some drawbacks like that. Uh, number twenty two is Tekken three. Ed Ray, did you play the Tekken series Tekken three? I believe I've done. I've uh, played Tekken before, so that's all I can say. Which one was your favorite Tekken? Maybe two. Two. Yeah, Tekken, Tekken's a good series. Three three was my favorite. Yeah. And uh, I think it deserves a much higher spot on that list. Right. Number uh, number 23 is Killer Instinct. Oh. <laughs> Which one? The first one. Okay, okay. Because I was about to say, if it's not, if it's not the say, Super ooh. Nintendo one, then... Because Killer Instinct, if I decided to do a top 10, it would easily be number 6 as one of my favorite fighting games. Yeah. This was pretty low. Yeah, 23. At least it wasn't snubbed, I guess. But yeah, 1994 was on the Nintendo uh, uh, Arcade, Game Boy, SNES. Uh, and I guess it got released on uh, Xbox One. Nice. So. Oh, no. That's not... They didn't release the old old one. Oh, no? No. That's weird that they say that it was released again for Xbox One. That's not the case. Oh. No, the... They they made the new one and released that on Xbox One and then just said that it's a remake. Oh. <laughs> like yeah, no, it's it's definitely not the same game. Uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, we uh me, Ed Ray and uh Gino, we all spent a whole lot of time beating the shit out of each other when we were younger. Killer it instinct. was this one it was really cool. It's the originator of like the ultra combo, combo breaker. <laughs> so you remember that a lot, Ed Ray? Oh yeah, the the fact that it's number twenty three on that stupid list is an injustice. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree there. Uh, there. Is the is the first Killer Instinct the best, or is there others that are better? Uh, there's only two. I okay. Think. There's Killer Instinct, and then the. So uh, is the first one the better remake. than the second one? Of course, the first one is better. Okay. Yeah, um, the I, like we I do need to acknowledge that Xbox did go out of their way to try and bring in new characters to the series to make it cool. Like they brought in like fucking the Battle Toads, like and and other characters. Like so it wasn't it wasn't a bad idea. It the, just didn't translate the original, very well. The original may not hold up as well to its contemporaries. <laughs> <laughs> but its impact is undeniable. Well, I mean, you gotta you gotta think of it this way. Like we grew up in a technology. Oh, rare, system. rare made it. Yeah, so that's Goldeneye made it. Yeah, we we grew up in a system where like we experienced these as they were state of the art. Yeah. Okay. And so the people that are growing up now and Killer Instinct. The new one is like state of the art to them, and they haven't played these old ones. They can't really go back 
and play those yeah. and enjoy them as well as we did whenever we had them. So, I mean, I will give them uh, some of their theory on some of this, but. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of read through this list a little bit faster. Okay. And uh, I'm going to read through what we have. You know, maybe talk about the things you want to uh, touch on a little bit more. Cool. And then um, we'll say what's been snubbed and we'll conclude. Uh, 24, Skullgirls. 25, Bushindo, Bushindo Bushi, Blade. Bushido Blade. Bushido Blade. Number 26, The King of Fighters, X1111. Number. You already went through that part. Number twenty. Uh, fucking. It's all. It's made. Number twenty-seven. Blaze Blue Central Fiction. Number twenty-eight. Okay, I can see it. Number twenty-eight. Dead or Alive Four. Number twenty-nine. Persona Four Arena Ultimax. I think Dead or Alive uh, should probably be higher. uh, Number thirty. Injustice Two. Okay, what was snubbed, guys? Anything? Um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, Did y'all play any of those games, Bushido Blade? Yeah, I never heard of it. Bushido Blade was like Samurai Showdown, except uh, it was, on, it was, a sword fighter where it focused kind of on like realistic sword fighting. I want to say, I could be wrong. I, this is just kind of what I remember. Yeah. Uh, it was good. Um, I think that it was also one of the underrated ones. Uh, I don't see it holding up over time. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, Dead, I, I'm surprised Dead or Alive, only Dead or Alive 4 is on this list, and it's kind of low. It's 28 out of 30. I remember and, whenever, and yeah. I thought, Dead or, I thought Dead or Alive was a, I guess I thought, I thought Dead or Alive was a little bit more popular. I did too. Um, it's because uh, they don't see if they put Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball on here, it would be like number one. <laughs> and is is the only Tekken game on here Tekken Three? Was that it? Did they? No, they. I want to say Tekken Seven. They put up real. Oh high. yeah, Tekken Set. Tekken Seven was seven. Yeah. So they have Tekken Seven and Tekken Three. I think I think two and three should be in the top ten. Probably both of them. Uh, if they just want to include one, I'd say three. Edray would say two. That's just how it is. Um, what are some of the other games that had multiple ones? Oh, um, Street Fighter had like four inter- iterations. Uh, um, Street Fighter had uh, three. Is Street Fighter two even on this list? No. The original Street Fighter two? No, they didn't even put it on there. They no. snubbed it. They did, they did Super Street Fighter. Uh, they did both of the Street Fighter threes, <laughs> and that was it. They had Street Fighter had three things on here, and then Marvel. I know, I know. Me and Ed Ray are just fucking shaking our heads over and over. <laughs> Killer Instinct was twenty three. It was low. I got it. I got it. And um, I don't know. I don't know what Persona Four is. That was on PS three and three sixty. See, and I thought Persona. Persona 4 was like a fucking uh, like RPG or whatever. I know Persona 5 is. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I've only just now been introduced to the series, so I can't comment on it. But yeah. So overall, what do you think? About, uh, I think I think the main thing that was snubbed was fucking the uh, dinosaurs fighting each Pri- other. Primal Rage. Primal Rage. I feel yeah. like Primal Rage should have been uh, somewhere on this list. 
I'm not. I'm not very. I'm not vastly aware of the other fighter games out there. Uh, there's a couple of uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat clones that were really good uh, in the '90s. Uh, the problem is I can't remember their name, so I can't. I can't tell you that they were snubbed. But there was one that appears on everybody's top ten most gory uh, finishers game. It's the one where they like drop the clown car on people and then fucking like uh, the guy appears and fucking uh, uh, shoots them with the Tommy gun and stuff at the end. Yeah. Um, so that game probably should have been uh, at least on the list. But you can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I know. But I can't remember a lot of things. So. <coughs> um. Do you remember that game, Matt Ray, where you dropped a clown car on someone and shot him with a Tommy gun? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, where's Clay Fighter? Where's Clay Fighter 3D? It's nowhere. Nowhere to be found. So that was snubbed because uh, that was an amazing game growing up. Uh, it was really good at taking the fighting game genre and taking modern uh, stuff and then making them both joke worthy. Stay frosty. <laughs> uh, no boxing games, I see. I guess that, those are more sports games, I guess. Yeah, so would they not consider, like, uh, UFC a fighting game? Yeah, right, right, UFC are the wrestling games. Like, here comes the pain. Because, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not, like, much right. of a fan of UFC at all. But, like, there's been, Ready a, couple to of, there's been a couple of uh, UFC games that are really good. Also, where the fuck is Def Jam, dude? Oh, Def dude, Jam! Dude, Def Jam's one of the best fighting dude, games ever made. Like They fucking snubbed Def Jam. It's because they're racist. Is that what it is? <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they don't like Would rappers. Would you consider um, Def Jam in like, the, uh, the, the wrestling games or even um, any of those fighting games? Are those considered fighting games to you? Well, technically it is because you're fighting another opponent to get the victory. What, Def Jam? Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I'd say. Uh, uh, <coughs> there's no. Do you do you, do you guys rem- remember Ready to Rumble for the N64? It was like a, it was like very like it was like cartoonish uh, boxing, but like had I don't know. It was like one of my fun- funnest, funnest boxing games. Hmm. Nothing. I remember. <laughs> I remember the name. Uh, I remember us putting a lot of time into it. Um, so, is like is like super. Super Punch Out or whatever is Punch Out not considered a fighting game either? Are they only looking at like side by side fighting games? Because there's a lot that they missed out. Like there's there's a really awesome Gundam one that came out uh, on the original PlayStation that was fucking mind blowingly good. But that also used kind of like what I was talking about earlier, like the Marvel vs. Capcom. It just said engine. it just said fighters, so I. I feel like all fighters should have been included, but it looks like it might only be. So, but like I said, I, I don't know anything about Persona Four, or some of these Blue Blaze. Well, Blaze Blue is very, very similar to uh, Guilty Gear. Okay. If you played Guilty Gear, it's almost the same game, just different characters. Um, you know, Buda, uh, Virtual Fighter Z, I bet you is not as side by side. Because everyone says that. Uh, everyone's saying that that new game is. Is very similar. Uh, is very similar. Yeah. The new the new uh, anime game is very similar to Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Really? And Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Oh, are you being, talking about Jump Force? Yeah, Jump Force. They're saying Jump Force is a lot like Dragon Ball Fighter Z, and Dragon Ball Fighter Z is on this list. And I bet you they're 
fighting across the arena and stuff. It's not side by side. Where's uh where's Pockin tournament? The snub and Pockin. Pockin tournament? Yeah, like Pokemon Tekken. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> they so, did snub Pokemon. So, and that's kind of like set up the same way that uh, Jump Force is, isn't it? Like, yes. Yeah. 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 So there's. They're being very fucking narrow-minded in the way that they uh, view these fighter games. Like, there's, they're they're not really considering. All they a cared lot of about them. was making uh, <laughs> Street Fighter Three the number one. Yeah, <laughs> the like, rest were dart throws. Yeah, it's <laughs> like they fucking they they're like they took Street Fighter Three and they were like, all right. What is uh? What are the top thirty games that are kind of similar to this fighting style, but we're gonna say are worse? Like that was the way that they built this chart. So Ed Ray, do you have a a new uh, appreciation for Street Fighter Three? No, I don't care about Street Fighter Three. <laughs> yeah, should we go home and all play Street Fighter Three? Well, uh, well, Ed Ray, I think you should probably go home and play Street Fighter Three. <laughs> I don't think so. Street Fighter Two is better. Ed Ray, that's that's just your opinion. It's just your opinion, man. And that's fine, because all we have here is our opinions and beer. Opinions and beer, man. <laughs>